Welcome to the LPs Project. I'm your host, Daniel Roberts, and my mission is to empower you to make a difference through stories of hope and inspiration. Today, I have a special episode to share with you, an interview with our very own Rick Rogers, Newberg Mayor and Executive Director of Newberg's Habitat for Humanity. This episode kicks off the next phase of this podcast, which is highlighting the community of Newburgh. Today's episode is What Makes Newburgh Special? I can't wait to share it with you all. I think you guys are going to love it. So here's that conversation. Well, Rick, thank you so much for taking the time to come and do this interview. I'm really looking forward to speaking with you and, and letting Newburgh kind of get to know their mayor a little bit. All right. All right. <laughs> well, great. Well, thank you. Thank you for the time. Yeah, you're welcome. So a little bit of background on you. So you... Uh, how long have you been in the Newburgh area? Uh, let's see, 23 years. Now. 23 years, okay. And so one of the main things I think you're known for is that you're um, the director of the Habitat for Humanity, right? right. So how did you get involved uh, with Habitats? What's, what's your background that led you here? Yeah, uh, let's see. Well, we first we first moved here with my, my wife got a job from an organization, foreign organization called Casa of Oregon, and they do uh, they do workforce or they do housing, mainly farm worker housing throughout the state. So that was the start. Okay. They were located here at the time, um, and so I ended up at, at Habitat as a uh, part time job, basically writing grants to to try to expand their capacity or the organization's capacity, and. Um, and then the founding director actually got quite sick, unfortunately, um, and they needed somebody to do it. And I thought, well, I'll, you know, I'll do it for a year or two, and it's it's okay. now been 22. So, yeah, <laughs> wow. so uh, so that's it. But but nonprofits and, and that kind of development work had always been been my background, and okay. um, so some overseas development, and then after that, uh, things we did, I did uh, things like uh, housing for transitional housing for the homeless, mainly veterans housing. Um, did low-cost rental housing and that kind okay. of thing. So then, then, uh, then here to Habitat, yeah, Newburgh. So what about Habitat? What drew you here about, you know, I think a lot of people know what Habitat is, but mm -hmm. there's something that specific about it that drew you to it. What was yeah, that? Um, I mean, the chance, the chance to help one-on-one, -on -one, I think, mm -hmm. is, is, really, is really the draw. And to, I mean, it's really a matter of sort of coordinating and directing goodwill towards the construction of homes for those with... Uh, with less means and those who, who wouldn't otherwise have a chance to, to buy a home or to own a home. And so that I, I really loved about it because it could draw people from sort of all walks of life, you know, whatever your belief is um, in terms of nowadays, as we talk politics, it was, um, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not a handout, right? You don't win a house with Habitat, you have to work for it. So that appeals to certain people. Uh, but on the other side, it's fitting, you know, very much of a need um, that otherwise wouldn't be met, you know, for, for folks. And, and it's a way for the community you know, much like an old-fashioned barn raising, um, to do that, and so that—that's really what what has drawn me to it. Um, I think the, the issue of housing is fundamental, and so um, so that that's worked well. And it's really you know it's community-based. We're we're a locally-based organization, nonprofit, although we're affiliate of Habitat International. Um, we are one of thirty odd in the state, and so so that's really attracted me, and, and it's been enjoyable that way. Okay. What are some ways that you feel Habitat has uh, positively affected or positively affected Newburgh? Um, well, first, the, you know the number of houses that we built. So it's uh, right now, actually, this past oh, two weeks ago, we we dedicated the uh, uh, most recently completed house, so a duplex on Fifth Street here in town, um, and that was the 31st and 32nd family that we've assisted through the program. Um, so that impact is is fantastic. So that's a direct impact, and and every year, every non-COVID year, I should say, we. <laughs> We normally have uh, 400 individual volunteers come through our build site or through the through the Restar Building Materials Resale Store, so so that in a lot of ways I 
I hope becomes a, a group of people that understand the importance of affordable housing and that housing be affordable for people. Um, and so that, I think, has been part of Habitat's impact as well, not just the construction of the houses, but also hopefully elevating the issue a bit more. Um, and the city, the city of Newburgh, to the, to the credit, over the years has been good about uh, trying to take different steps to, to find ways to, to um, assist the issue of affordable housing, but it's, it's, a, it's a vexing, complex issue that, you know, unfortunately there's no silver bullet to solve the problem. Right. Yeah, no, I might uh, get into that here in a little bit. Okay. Uh, so from Habitat for Humanity, you then at some point decided to run for mayor. So what inspired you to make that decision? To run for mayor, yeah. Um, yeah, there are moments I wonder why myself. <laughs> but anyway, it, uh, the, the former mayor, so Bobby Andrews, is a member of the Habitat Board of Directors and has been for quite a number of years. So I got to know Bob over the years and um, always really admired him and admired what he did in his 12 years with the, with the city. Um, so once he determined that he was not going to run, a couple of people asked me whether I'd be, be interested. And, and I thought, well, you know, if, I, if people felt that I could be helpful in some way, you know, I'd happy to happy to give it a give it a try, um, and uh, yeah, so that was really really the motivation, and, and really you know, not to be too trite, but it was really to try to help, and if there's a way that I can help the community, um, in a broader sense than habitat, then I was I was willing to try to do it. Yeah, I think some people when they think of um, the mayor, they kind of see oh, it's like this person in in some office. There's kind of this separation. I think a lot of times. Uh, whereas even just talking to you, I can tell that you're someone who really cares, you, you want to make a difference. So what are the things when you became mayor that you specifically wanted to uh, positively uh, change? Change, yeah, or to impact. I mean, you know, the mill, the mill site is, is a huge issue for us, you know, 125 acres on the river. And really, you know, a, a riverfront that we haven't seen in 100 years, right. you know. So, so that, I think, is really intriguing. It's not so much a change, but we did see it get sold, thankfully. It's now being redeveloped, as, as you know. Um, and it will be, hopefully, Knockwood, the home of family wage jobs here in Newburgh and, and hopefully traded sector jobs that will pay well, that, uh, that will draw people here, will keep people in the community. Um, because really my goal, and I think the goal of many of us, is that people live, work, play, pray, in, and study in Newburgh. Um, and, and really that that, because again, that goes back to this notion of volunteerism is, is uh, the more people that we have that aren't having to commute necessarily and that they can devote time to selfishly to Habitat or to coaching kids or, or working on a city committee, uh, that's what we like. And I think that helps build, build community. Um, so that was, that's one of the big things. The other thing for me that's always been really important is, is our youngsters and, and the, the kids I coach as well um, or had up until COVID. Um, and so getting uh, youth involved in municipal government, I think, is, is really important. So um, we've, we've made some overtures that way and, and made some advances, I think. So, so that's good. But, um, and then, you know, otherwise, downtown redevelopment is something that's real important to me and I thought um, would be important, um, generating more community and bringing in, you know, bringing in some of the voices that we haven't heard um, over the years is, is again, is important. So, yeah. yeah. Well, no, that mill site's going to be uh, pretty exciting when that comes online. Do you have any insight as to when, when you think that might come online? Yeah, geez. I, you know, we hear that they, I think, hope to have it largely down maybe by the first quarter of next year. Okay. Um, and then, you know, then it'll be setting the stage for development. Um, so, you know, hopefully it won't be 
too, too long, but we do see progress, and that's, so that's encouraging. That is encouraging. Okay. So progress, do you think five, ten years? Yeah, you know what, probably, you know, okay. probably. It'd be nice to see some, something happen beforehand to get, you know, to get down to, down to remediated dirt and then, um, you know, try to see if we can attract some, some businesses. But, you know, another advantage is now that at least one leg of the bypass is now completed and it looks like we've got money for uh, the portion on 219 on St. Paul Highway and the exchange with Wilsonville Road, Wynuski. That, uh, you know, that again will be a real economic driver, I think, that... Uh, you know, that bypass, once it actually connects from Rex Hill to outside of Dayton, um, that'll be enormous, not just not just yeah. for Newburgh, but for the whole region, all the way literally. I mean, we're talking now from I-5 to the coast, and you know, even the coastal communities are very interested because they say that uh, many times, or I forget, they have a statistic, somewhere like 80% of the people that visit the coast stop in wine country first or something like that, or on the way back. So, so there really is a link and a tie, and I think that's, that's real exciting, too. Yeah. Yeah, that is exciting. So as mayor, you've been mayor since 2018, uh, correct? It, uh, elected in 18, took office in 19. Okay. So this is something that maybe already being with Habitat, you kind of knew, but being mayor... What's something that you feel makes Newburgh so special? I mean, it's got the special feel to it, right? What, what do you think yeah, that is? It's you know, I think, I think it's well, you know, not to be not to be too trite, but it's the people. I mean, the people are by and large very caring, very welcoming. Uh, we've got an incredible not just habitat, but a, an incredible sort of nonprofit sector, a credit, a credible faith community that uh, that are very very active and they're interested in improving the lot of people in our community. So I think that's really, really special. You know, um, obviously, geographically and location-wise, it's beautiful. We have a university, which is not every community can say that. And we've got a, you know, a strongly growing university that's amazing, just bucking the trend nationwide. And here's, you know, George Fox, now the, the largest private college in the state, which is, is amazing to me. It, it's amazing to think when I moved here 20 years ago, I would not have anticipated saying that. Um, but I would have, probably wouldn't have anticipated a lot of things. I wouldn't have anticipated the growth in the wine country, certainly. I wouldn't have expected that to, to blow up as much as it has. Um, but I think it's, it's really Newburgh has a very good, solid sort of community feel. I think people, um, you, can, you can get to know people here pretty easily. Um, and so that, I think, is some of, the, some of the attractions and the draws for this place, yeah. Yeah, no, I've noticed that personally as a alum of George Fox, seeing it's a small town, but it, you get the feel of um, that it's a very kind of professional yet caring environment with uh, some of the faith roots of the university. I, I know many people who graduated from there and stay in the community. Right. I think that's a really exciting thing. So as mayor, what are some of the highlights that, that you've seen, some of the really special moments? Yeah, I mean, you know, as I mentioned before, it's, it, one of my favorite times often is getting the chance to go and speak to uh, a youth group or the or um, whether it's someone at the school or at the college or wherever it may be that um, you can try to inspire um, the young you know some of the our younger generation to start thinking about municipal government and service to their community in the future so one of the best stories I heard recently is that we have a something called design star so they do this at the city and have for a number of years um, and what it is is we go into the middle schools and say hey if you were to design a city and these are some of the factors that we're looking at. This is, we'd like to see what you design. So I've gone and judged this for a couple of years, okay. which is fascinating. They're incredibly, the kids are incredibly talented and they, they you know, really take to heart. But, so that part was fun. But then recently we just did a round of interviews for students that, to serve on city committees. 
and more than one of them mentioned Design Star as being something that piqued their interest in their own community and serving a municipal government. And now we've got a few of these Design Star alums now now serving um, on city committees. So that's oh, that's wow. pretty cool. Yeah. So what are the, some ways that the city of Newburgh has incorporated some of those? things from the city committees and yeah um, you know we'll, we'll we'll get a real push now so we've had we've had students on a couple of committees now we've got them on completely and actually last night at uh, city council we talked about having um, all students vote so that this wasn't something that had been the case in the past uh, but now we hope that that will be so each student um, will be fully vested in, in what's going on with their committee so we've got students I know from now um, slated from a uh, couple of the, the private schools in town, private high schools in town, from Newburgh High and from George Fox. So this is, that'll be, that'll be exciting to get that perspective. Um, and it's different. Normally, a lot of times cities will create actually a student council to serve a, sort of alongside the city council. Um, but we felt that it would be, it would be more appropriate for, for our students to, to actually serve on the committees that are making recommendations that go to city council for, for approval. And so they're there right from the beginning so um, and I think it's been a good experience for the for some of the kids that have done it and I hope for this for this next this next class it will be it will be the same yeah mm -hmm. well, I'm sure there's some challenges with the current health environments and stuff but I'm you know it's amazing how you know people are resilient and we'll we'll find ways find way. yeah we've all become very <laughs> adept at zoom and go to meeting and everything else so yeah yeah, yeah. Well, what are some unexpected challenges you'd say you faced uh, I mean, obviously, right now. Yeah, sure now of course, you know. Yeah, the people actually have said lately is like, you know, Rick, your your timing for entering politics is absolutely impeccable. You know, here you've got, <laughs> you know, what we started with social, you know, issues of social justice. Um, mm -hmm. What last summer, followed by you know by COVID in short order, fires, ice storms. Um, you know, and the, the you know in the political environment, honestly, um, not just obviously Newburgh, but nationwide, and we are influenced by by national trends. Uh, but I think the things that were most surprising is, or or most challenging initially, is we had we had some, admittedly, some troubles at City Hall um, when I first started, um, and a lot of it had to do with personnel issues and this kind of things. There were lawsuits, etc., and that. Uh, you know that that's been very challenging, um, and you know it, it gave uh, Newburgh some 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 bad press, and and that was that was really painful because again, some of the things that came out were not what I knew Newburgh to be, um, and even some of the things we're hearing today are, are not the Newburgh that I know, and so um, I think that that's been challenging. But you know we we get past it. Um, we've had a fair amount of staff turnover um, at the city. And we're working past what we sort of called the troubles, and we are we're moving past it, and uh, and I think we're on a on a better trajectory now than than when we were. So. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, during our earlier conversation some of the issues right now with with the school board and some things that are happening there. Right. How has that been affecting you, uh, either in your position or kind of personally? And I know yeah. you had some thoughts about that. Right. You know, personally, I mean it. it I mean, it hurts me deeply um, that, you know, to, here's the first day of school, first day of public school is, is today in, in Newburgh. And, you know, it hurts me deeply that we're, that there's divisive conversation regarding, you know, things like uh, Black Lives Matter flags or pride flags. Um, the, what personally, what, what gets me, and as I mentioned, I'm a, I, I coach, and so I do have some connection with the high school and with high school students. And, um, you know, high school is not always the easiest time for everybody. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, and I and I think that, um, 
anything we can do to make kids feel safer and more welcomed, um, you know, I really, I really applaud. And, and I think that that's, we all, we just, I think we run the risk of forgetting that, that it's still, these are still kids, you know, these, these issues that we're talking about and these issues of, you know, culture wars and social justice are, um, are issues that we can't, we can't shield the kids from because this is the world we live in. Um, and for some kids, it's, it's hugely important, you know, that, that pride flag or that BLM flag um, might make the difference into how comfortable they feel. Um, now, and I know people have argued, well, wouldn't that be the same for, you know, for a Blue Lives Matter flag or for something else? And again, my same feeling, and I spoke with a police chief recently, and he said that, you know, some students of officers, some of the, some of the police officers in town feel frightened to say that my dad's a police officer. Well, mm. again, that should never happen. We should never have children feeling unsafe or feeling that they're, that somehow they're, they're not valued as much as everyone else. And, and so that's, uh, that I think is something that, that we need to address. And, you know, this, that's the school board's territory. This is just my, my sure. personal opinion. But, and I, and I think, you know, the other thing that I did, we, I wrote a letter and the city council did as well. And, um, was to say that, you know, we are a welcoming community. I should, somebody said, they said, yeah, Rick, make sure you temper that by saying we're welcoming, but maybe not necessarily to people that have ill will. So, you know, maybe we could, we could say that. We, we don't want that, I suppose, but then that is true. But, you know, anything that we can do to say Newburgh is welcome, because we really are. You know, I think we, it really is a welcoming community. We, we want people to come here. I've said it many times to, to incoming classes at George Fox, where, listen, we want you students not only to enjoy your four years here, maybe a few more in graduate school, et cetera, but we want you to move here. You know, we want you to live here. We want you to start a business, go to, you know, join a business, join a church, start a church, whatever it is, in Newburgh, and, and that's really true. And I think the vast majority of people here in Newburgh do, do believe that, so. Yeah, what do you think is the best case scenario and that you would like to see happen uh, regarding what we just talked about? Yeah, regarding, I, you know, I'd like to see us really um, start to focus on maybe even some healing, maybe some conversations at, at, a, at a different level to just say, you know, can we, can, we, can we come to the common ground that we all want to do the best for our students? And if, can we start with that basic premise and then say, all right, how can we, how can we function given that, given that parameter? Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of challenges I know, especially with social media algorithms. Yeah. People are, are fed what what they already believe in some ways. So sometimes it can be challenging to have people with opposite beliefs, you know, come and, and even listen to a side that's different than theirs. And I've seen a lot of that even with some of these discussions, I've seen both sides. And I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, what does it take to get someone to, to listen to an opinion that's, that's different and actually, you know, listen to understand? Yeah, you know, I, I you know, I wish I, I wish I had a better answer. I really <laughs> I do. do. I, I just, I, you know, I think at some point it's almost like you got, I know I can't say this during COVID, but getting in the same room and just saying, hey, listen, all right, you know, you, you come from a different view. I may come from a different view or whoever it is, but, you know, where can we start with common ground? What's mm -hmm. common that we, that we can start with? Um, and then sort of build, build on that. Um, and, you know, and it can be something that, that, like you say, because of social media, one person's 
and we see this very clearly, for instance, one person's view of what Black Lives Matter means versus someone else's can be polar opposite. Right. And, you know, one will look at it as the organization and what they've represented in that mind, or will someone will say, no, it's not the, any organization called Black Lives Matter. It's, it's the notion that, you know, that we need to look at some issues that have occurred in the past, right. this kind of thing. So, so, but I think we have to have some some common ground for that for that discussion. And and maybe you know if we can say uh, the word welcoming. But even then, I say that that can be that can be somewhat of a trigger word if people feel that that means well, we only want to bring in people like me. Right. Right. And so that that too is not it. I think we need to make sure we hear all voices as as to the greatest extent possible. Yeah. Well, and ultimately, this comes down to the citizens as individuals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you feel that each individual citizen could do to, to do their part? Yeah. Um, yeah, great question. Thank you. They, you know, again, from the city's perspective, as I mentioned, we've always are looking for volunteers to serve on committees, whether standing committees or ad hoc committees. Um, I was a little surprised. I, I didn't realize this. I guess I probably should have. But, you know, we, we have something like 100 volunteers every year working for city committees. So that's a, you know, that's a significant number, and that's a way to directly impact you know, your community. Um, of course, the nonprofit sector, um, if anybody ever wants to volunteer for Habitat for Humanity, give me a call, yeah. we'll put you to work. Um, and then, um, but all the, all the nonprofits in town, whether it's, you know, whether it's with Fish or, or Love Inc. Or, or any of the multitude, I know the, the shelter here in town is, all, is looking for volunteers right now. Um, so all that, but again, also, um, you know, volunteer in your kid's classroom, uh, come go to Parks and Rec and, and say you want to teach, you know, or you want to coach t-ball or, or whatever it may be, because that I think really, really does help. And, you know, the other thing is, is that there, if there's issues that you're particularly interested in that you think that the city council, for instance, is not addressing, mm -hmm. you know, speak up, come to come give public comment. You can give it either written or, or in person. Um, and we, we really do love to hear from the community as to what what's important. And just as another plug on that, for instance, we've got, you know, we've got this uh, money, American Rescue Plan money that all the communities are receiving from the federal government. So I think we've got something on the order of 5.3 million coming in over the next two years. So split in two payments. So we, we as the elected officials and city staff, have some notion as to what projects might be benefit from this money. But this is an area too that if the if there are community members that feel strongly that we need that X would be a great benefit to to Newburgh and would help us grow economically would help us recover from from COVID we would love to we would love to hear that we'd love to hear that that input. Yeah, I think sometimes people maybe don't understand how important their individual voices, yeah. and uh, you know, maybe they think that oh the city council they're just going to kind of do what they do and our job is to elect people but really it's you want to hear individual voices and what's the best way for people to express that their opinions and voices yeah um you know so the, the most the most public way and the direct way is through public comment during the city council meeting so on the first and third mondays of of the month um and we our public comment is during this period the work or the business session which starts at seven um and it's soon thereafter and so that's a way first there's an open public um comment period where Citizens can comment on anything that isn't on the agenda, and then there's a, and then during the course of hearings, during the course of the evening, people can comment on on whatever is being discussed by hearing or or discussion resolution that type of thing. So, um, so those are two direct ways. 
people can always reach out to me. They're, you know, rick.rogers at newburgoregon.gov. Uh, if, you, if you have suggestions or comments, I, I'm happy to hear them. And I know they're not always, uh, we don't always totally agree, but that's okay too, because we, we need to hear, you know, we need to hear what people are thinking and what they'd like to see um, in our community. Um, you know, the other certainly, like I said, committees, but you know, if you're, if you're motivated, run for office, you know, um, it's, uh, you know, it can be, it can be, th it can be thankless at times, <laughs> but there are, but there are also times that it can be, you know, it can be rewarding. Um, and if you, if you see improvement and feel that something um, tangible is being done, then that can, that can be rewarding. Um, yeah. So those are some of the ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, one final question. So someone who might be considering moving to Newburgh, what, what's something you might say to them to encourage them to come? Well, it's a, it's a beautiful place. There are, there are tremendous people here. Um, the, the scenery is beautiful. Um, we hope that there will be ample opportunities for, for family wage jobs in the not too distant future. Um, and I think it's a real caring place. And that if you, if you again, if, you, if you'd like to have a place where um, you could go to school and work and go to church and uh, play. Um, I think this is a, is a great community for that. I think you'd find aspects of everything. And we, and it's, it's, you know, I've often said, my kids all went to Newburgh High School and went through the public school system here. And um, I was lucky to grow up overseas, right? I grew up in a lot of different places and, and so did my wife. And my kids always said, you know, mom and dad, you know, you guys lived in all these cool places and we grew up in the burg. And I'm like, well, yeah, but look at it this way. The, the diversity that you had in Newburgh isn't so much, isn't so much um, in terms of people's backgrounds, etc., but it is very diverse in terms of economic levels. It's in terms of backgrounds, because we have people here from all over the place. Um, you know, Friendsview, the retirement community is a great example of that. The university is a great example of that. We have people from everywhere. So that, is, that enriches the community. So if, if you're thinking of a place that you want to move to, and you want, to, you want to bring your traded sector business here, please give me a call. Don't hesitate. Rick.Rogers <laughs> at NewburgOregon.gov. We'd love to have you um, and really have you be part of the community. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Rick, so much for your time. I think that was uh, really informative, and I think this is going to be valuable to a lot of people. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time, and, and I appreciated meeting you. All right. Take care. Well, I hope you found this episode to be valuable and informative, whether it was a reminder of how wonderful this community is or it provided information you weren't previously aware of. I know for me, it was a reminder of how grateful I am to be a Newburgh citizen. If you found this episode to be valuable, it would mean a lot if you left a quick review of how it impacted you or if you shared it with a friend who you think would enjoy it. That allows these messages of hope to reach even more people. Thanks, and I'll see you next time.